Hey guys, Motorcycle Dad with Tito here, okay? How you guys doing? Hope everybody had a fucking great weekend. Guys, I'm just going to get right down to it, okay? First of all, I finally made it on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to me from Apple, you know, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Um, one of the things, like I've said before at the beginning, it's your first time listening, I want you guys to be involved in the show as much as possible. This is just as much your show as it is mine. You guys give me the energy, you give me the content, you give me the feedback, and I feed off of that shit. So please, please, please don't be afraid to hit me up on my social medias. I'll go ahead and go over that later because a couple things have changed there or one or two things have changed in the social media aspect. But that's coming on the second segment of the show. Okay. Um, or the show. Ugh, listen to me. Ooh, the show. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. All right. So I just want to go over. Like, if you guys listen, I'm I'm goofy. I'm gonna fucking wig out. And also, if I say some fucked up shit, don't be too offended. Just send me a message. Let me know what I fucking pissed you off with. And if I deem it worthy enough for me, you know, morally wise, to be like, you know, my bad. I'll do it. If not, then sorry. I don't know what to tell you some thicker skin it's motorcycle podcast so <laughs> one of my goals is um when it gets to about 500 listens because right now when i think we're around the 300 i try not to check it too much I try to focus more on the content what i'm saying uh rather than obviously my audio because i'm in a fucking garage with horrible feedback um, but i'm trying to focus more on the content but at 500 i want to open up an instagram for the podcast okay and then I want to get maybe consider around, you know, when we get to about a thousand listens, maybe 1500 consider. I still don't know if that's going to be a fit for me at the time of my life. I'm just putting it out there. But how do you guys feel about video podcasts? You know, do you guys want to see me on YouTube? You want to see me do some video stuff? And even then, what content do you want to see on video? Okay, because I may do just certain portions, maybe a segment of the show video. And then, you know, what, what do you guys want to see? You guys want to see tech tips? What, what do you want to see? Let me know. This is just as much your show as it is my show. Yay. My podcast, your podcast. It's everybody's podcast. All right. Um, yeah. What content do you want to see on that, guys? Just let me know. Okay. But now we're going to get down to it with my top picks for motorcycle websites for getting parts. This is Tito's picks for motorcycle websites for OEM parts mainly. That's my main focus on the top half of this list. On the bottom half of this list is going to be more your aftermarket and shit like that, okay? So first, I'm going to go with Ronnie's Harley-Davidson, all right? Ronnie's, Ronnie's, Ronnie's has helped me out. They're a great source for at least getting an estimate for pricing about what you may pay, like maybe if you go down or some shit. Uh, Also, they give you... uh, really good shipping and things like free shipping usually ships within 48 hours if they have it in stock um really good ronnie's has come through for me and it's unfortunate when they come through for me better than some of my local dealers have at certain times not saying all dealers but certain times when i needed something in a pinch ronnie's was able to help me out so that if that can tell you anything and i still get the emails every now and then from those guys and i bought from them personally and professionally in my line and both both occasions multiple occasions they were great so can't say enough good stuff about ronnie's next pick is going to be servicehonda.com okay even though it says service honda they do all oems 
So you're as far as metrics. So, I mean, there may be a couple here and there, but you're talking about you're going to get UTVs, watercraft, dirt bikes, street bikes, parts fishes or parts breakdown. Okay, so a parts diagram with the number and you can zoom in on it. And then when you click on the part, it asks you how many you want to buy. Very easy website. Now, um, if you're in a rush, maybe not go with them so much. But if you can wait for your parts within a two week time span, I mean, the longest it's ever taken was two weeks for me. The shortest was like three days. So keep that in mind too. set that expectation before you, you know, get pissed and start talking shit about these guys. I'm setting the expectation out there for you. Okay. So if you need something in a pinch, unless they have it in stock and you call the warehouse directly, make sure they have it. You're better off just fucking, you know, maybe going another direction if you need it in a pinch, but great customer service, good pricing, competitive pricing is the reason why I pick them. Okay. Next, I'm going to go with bikebandit.com. A lot of motorcyclists should know this. Another thing, like I said, big fan because they give OEM parts fish breakdowns with OEM part numbers if you need them. If you want substitutes, they have those available. You could put in your make and model, like most of these websites can. You put in your make and model, and it'll tell you if it'll fit or not and all that blah, blah, blah jazz. Um, not the best on pricing I've seen. I've seen a couple people competitive, but I've purchased one or two items from Bike Bandit. And decent time, turnaround and shit. So, you know, Bike Bandit's a good one. Um, now leaning more towards the aftermarket side of things, next pick's going to be Moto Mummy. Um, and I'm doing that just because I've only bought, a, a purchased a couple items from Moto Mummy throughout the years, but they were like the first sport bike motorcycle website that I actually used and purchased from. My buddy, Joey D, Demo, Joey, that can do wheelies way better than me because I can't do wheelies with a fuck. Um, Joey introduced me to him and it was just kind of one of those things where we loved when we had spare time, if we did have spare time to sit around and fucking look at bike parts. Cause that's what motorcyclists do. We look at stuff to put on our bikes if we have money to, if we can. <laughs> so that's what, uh, that's how I got involved with Moto Mummy. You're looking at, you can purchase Brembo anywhere from helmets to Brembo to, you know, uh, reservoir covers, wh whatever you want. You can get it from Moto Mummy. Good. And they're still around. Good website. I like them. Huge fan. Um, if there's something in particular you're looking for, you know, more likely they have it. Uh, next pick is going to be Revzilla. Obviously, they're the king of the king, king of the castle, king of the castle. They're, they're the king of the fucking castle when it comes to fucking uh, motorcycle websites, you know, like when it comes to parts and accessories and gear, I mean, they're the king for a reason. Um, I, I'm not going to give them any more time. They speak for themselves. They're the big guy. Dennis Kirk is going to be my next pick. Okay. I like Dennis Kirk because Dennis Kirk will give you a little ticker at the top. So if you need something shipped by today, it tells you how much time you got until that goes through. Um, good source of tires. I've, I purchased my Nomar uh, tire changer from them. That was my only purchasing experience. And it was good. Like it came before they said it was going to come and everything was money. And I even got a, like a nice gift card for $25 off or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and when I use it or like a coupon or some shit, coupon, a coupon of some sorts or some shit. Um, but I'll order from them again. It was a pleasant experience. I liked it. Uh, they've been in business for over 50 years. So that should say something all in some. All right. And then last but not least, dude, the King Dingling, Amazon, fucking goddamn Skynet taking over the fucking world. Uh, I don't want to give them a shout out, but 
guys, we live in a capitalistic society, and when it comes down to it, bang for your fucking buck. Uh, had to get some brake pads for a brother of mine. It was a job I was doing on uh, on his bike, and dude, I got the pads like what was it the very next day, and they were six dollars cheaper from everywhere else. That was Revzilla. Everybody, everybody that I found. They were EBC semi-centered, and I had them here. Next day, I ordered them in at like 8 o'clock at night, and they came by like fucking 11 o'clock the next day. So, like I said, as much as I, it's the main of my existence, I despise it. I got to give them props, man. Fucking, what do you say? At the end of the day, it's all about results, right? So, um, look, guys, I'm going to make this one quick. We're going to break into the second uh, segment here in a little bit. Uh, second segment, we're going to cover some of those websites, motorcycle news, and also my favorite time of year or everybody's favorite time of year, winter storage. And I'm taking a break because unfortunately, not unfortunately at all. I take that back. Fuck that. Um, jinx, jinx, jinx. Fortunately, I got to go check on my kid because she's in there. I made her lunch. Nice little noodle buffet for her to eat. And then, because we're going to get ready to get out of here shortly. And uh, I got a special thing coming up for you guys. Um, I'm preparing. I'm packing my bags. Just put it that way. All right. And the next time, the next podcast episode you guys get will be from somewhere special. And I'm going to leave it at that. Because I want to sucker you guys all in fucking li- having to listen. Build the suspense and all that shit. All right. So... Got the second segment coming up. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, Tito back with the next segment. Also, keep in mind, guys, I just want to remind you, I am a dad too. That's why it's called Motorcycle Dad with Tito. Um, I'm middle. <laughs> I did. Uh, I got laundry in right now because, of course, I'm getting ready for a trip and just need to wash some shit around here anyways because day to day uh on top of my reading and on top of you know just made the kid lunch and making sure she's good she's in there you know watching her educational stuff blippy dude that got me so much money kind of weirds me out a little bit but at the same time it's educational and she learned some shit so how am i going to be mad at that you know and also you know guys make sure you take time for yourself i know this is motorcycle dad podcast and i'm supposed to be more focusing on the motorcycle industry, but also I'm going to touch on some life shit and make sure you're taking care of yourselves. You know, you got to love yourself enough to know you deserve to take care of yourself. Does that mean neglect your fucking neglect other people in your life and neglect your responsibilities and your job and shit? No, but every now and then make sure you, you have enough love for yourself to take care of yourself. It's really important. Okay. Whether that's a, you know what, I'm going to cook something special tonight or whatever it is, you know, let's go get some ice cream or some yogurt or some shit. Just make sure take care of yourself all right all right guys we're gonna go into motorcycle news right now all right i'm gonna do this real quick i'm just gonna breeze over some stuff all right starting off with revzilla okay they got some pretty big sales going on right now um one of the ones in particular they got a big agv sale so if you're one of those small italian cut peanut fucking heads not mine because i got a big ass dome but if you got one of those guess what Now's a good time to strike. They're probably going to have otter end sizes, like I said. So your extra small, smalls, mediums, and larges will probably be sold out first. But take a glance and see what is up. See if they have something in particular that you like. Also, there's a thing on Revzilla that a lot of people don't know about. It's called the ZLA Warehouse. 
okay? So basically, these are all items that are some point in time, because remember, one of the features and benefits that Revzilla has is if it doesn't fit, then you can return it and for free, you know? It's, oh, okay, it didn't fit me. I don't like it. Send it back for free, as long as you have the original packaging and such, okay? Well, that's what the ZLA warehouse is for. You have items that are open box or blemished or, you know, got a scuff on it that they don't feel like they can sell. So what they do is they mark it up to up to 50% off. Certain things you get good, better deals on than rest, but you gotta get in there and hunt and see what kind of deals there are. There's anywhere between helmets to exhaust to fucking little, little knickknack stuff that you may be looking for in the save one. Maybe you're a cheapskate like me, you only shop with coupons or a Sam's Club and wanna save a little bit more money, then guess what guys, you gotta work for the savings. And this is one of those things where you can work on. So. Check out the ZLA warehouse feature on Revzilla.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed, okay? So, in the other news, I was going through Yahoo Financial. Of course, this is where I get some of my information. Also, I have some other websites that I'll keep you guys in on. So, you can just fucking check yourself and make sure I'm not full of shit. But Yahoo Finance stated that Harley-Davidson is one of the 14 companies that is affected by the tariffs. Now, keep in mind, guys, there's more than just Chinese tariffs. And I'm not going to get into politics on this shit, okay? I'm going to keep this completely separate from politics, but this is business aspect of it. And I told you guys I was going to cover aspects of the business. So I'm going based on facts, no bias, no political fucking none of that bullshit. Okay. Just the facts. Now, the fact is the European tariffs are going to hurt Harley more than the Chinese tariffs. Harley is partnered up with a manufacturer in China just so they can get around those tariffs. Like they were smart on that accord. They did. They're building that relationship. So that's, guess what? You don't get charged on anything that's already in the country. Damn. Did you just see that meme pop up? I know you visualize it, you fuck. <laughs> but that's part of it, guys. So one of the things that's crippling Harley is the fact that they have, what is it, like a 36% fucking tariff they have to pay, that people have to pay for Harley's coming in? 31%. Okay. The import tariff went from 6% to 31%. That's a lot of money. Um, like probably, you're probably looking at, I'm, I'm just guessing you're probably in a hundred millis when it comes to being affected. That's why Harley is investing in Thailand when it comes to manufacturing for some of the smaller bikes because smaller bikes are going to be more of a European market anyways. Remember, they have those small, older, I mean, Europe is, Europe and Asia, thousands, thousands of years establishment. United States, only a few hundred. They just have older roads, smaller infrastructure. So smaller bikes and mopeds and scooters are going to be more, you know, more feasible to be sold there in Asia and the European market versus United States where we just fucking have all this land. Yeah, you see baggers and gold wings left and right. So remember, differences in motorcycle culture. So that being said, I can't blame Harley. They're, I mean, that's a big difference. And if they can get a lot of that stuff cranked out of their Thailand uh factories then they're looking at reversing that 31 to 6 percent tariff because now that's coming out of their thailand facility into europe different story so i hope that works out for them um not to bust their balls on another one is they lay off 40 employees and look i'm just saying this because everybody label you know lays off employees but they are mentioning that they're at a 4.2 percent year-on-year decline in revenue from their merchandise, which motor clothes and such like that. And those are the employees that they laid off were motor clothes employees. So um, a lot of stuff is shifting more towards online, guys. You know, you guys know that as well as I do. And you know, 
I, I've seen some of Harley's price gear. It's crazy. Uh, I think they should get out the helmet game. That's something that ends up murdering everybody. There's a reason why BMW didn't get into the helmet game because the cost versus the reward was very small. So, um, and not only that, they're just struggling in general and trying to land these millennials uh, on their bikes. I mean, even, I mean, not even millennials, guys. I know some blue collar people that, you know, you can't afford a $35,000, $36,000 Harley. Um, and their smaller bikes aren't far off from it. So that's why, you know, I, you see them trying to dabble in EV with bicycles and motorcycles. I just think they're just too little too late. I think they're, they try to ride that wave of their baby boomers and that demographic's now dying off and they're going to have a hard time capturing the youth market. Like I said, guys, I'm telling you this not to be unbiased towards Harley, but they're one of the ones that are struggling the most in the industry because of that, that lack of being dynamic. You got to be dynamic in this industry, guys. You know, if you're a business that doesn't believe social media can help you in your dealership, well, you're probably going to fucking fail. I mean, not saying you're guaranteed to because shit, you may know something more than I do and be able to sell. But the way that the the industry is going and the economy is going and the way things are going like that, it's going to be more digital base. And if you're not on board with that, then you're probably going to lose. So I'll get off my soapbox, get back to the news. Dianese is doing a North America Custom Works Tour, which provides fully customized and made-to-measure motorcycle race suits, jackets, and pants that are going to be ridiculously fucking priced. Um, look, guys, you know how I feel about Dianese. If you don't, then guess what? This is how I feel about them. Um, I ain't a fan. Like, they make good product. I think they make uh, a good quality product. But for the price point, I can get a good quality product somewhere else for half the price, more than likely. And to me, I've always been an Alpine Star fan. I think they make a better product for everybody. Um, Dionese seems to be, I mean, it may, and that maybe that's their business model. They want to be that high-end, exclusive to only Italian cut people, you know, or, you know, that's, and that's coming from an Italian person. So don't get mad at me. It's my homeboy, Tony, that's from the motherland over there. It told me straight up, like, yo, bro, they got Italian cut and an American cut. He puts his legs together, opens for America. When he's talking about American cut, he's like, why? You know, and it's a difference. So they cater more towards your skinny fucking rich fucks. And uh, everybody else uh, caters towards the, the entire demographic. So take that as it may. Yeah, it's cool. I think they're trying to do something different. Like they opened up a retail store here. I, why? I don't know. But they opened up one here to get into that business and. I don't know. I've just never been a fan of Dianese. Their their operation side sucks. So that's my spiel on Dianese. And next, good news for anybody in your East Coast area, and especially in your Northeast region, Western Power Sports just opened up a second Pennsylvania warehouse. They already have one, but they opened up another additional 110 square, uh, square feet, 110,000 square foot, you say that five fucking times, uh, facility and uh, to help improve their shipping efficiency. Um, I've done business with Western Power Sports. They're one of the lower end on the big dog totem pole because usually you have your parts unlimited group or drag specialties, Tucker Rocky, those guys. But Western Power Sports is right up there with them. I've always liked them. Um, I used to do business with them in my last dealership group that I was at and uh, they never really disappointed me. There are certain things I just didn't get from them, but there's a lot of things like your oils and stuff that they were able to uh, definitely beat the pricing on and we did business with them by the barrel load so uh congratulations for western power sports that means you guys are growing uh, like i said and every rep that i've ever met from western power sports has always been straight up and pretty good so that should say something 
about the quality and what they look for in a company because I can tell you right now, I've had great reps and I've had the fucking turds of the fucking earth, like turd Ferguson's when it comes to fucking reps. So um, take it from me. I'm saying Western Power Sports, good company to do business with. All right. So that being said, in motorcycle news, now we're going to get to uh, another part of this, which is first of all, special shout out to everybody who went through those storms. Glad everybody's okay. Um, I know there's still some damages on the East Coast, but shout out a few of my people. I'm glad they're good. Um, Rosetti, a Marine brother of mine, me and him were riding together in Florida. He's okay. Guys, go check out his business. Support veteran-owned business. If you're in the, the Bluffton area, uh, I think it's the Bluffton area. I know it's near Hilton Head, South Carolina. Near, he's near Paris Island. So if you're near that area, you're looking for a good general contractor, carpenter worker, Dude, the, this guy is a jack of all trades, and for one, I know he doesn't give up on shit, so he does good, clean work. And me and him started riding together. I know he was out there. I had, you know, some friends of mine in the South Carolina area, Lon, Kathy, Uncle Bear. I know you guys are okay. I'm glad you guys are okay out there, and uh, glad everybody's safe. Now, getting off of that, I know everybody is starting to get in the northern side of the states, a little bit chilly. Uh, where I'm going is going to be chilly. It's going to be a high of like 70 degrees and then a low of like 40s at night where I'm going on this trip. Uh, but now it's time to start thinking about winter storage. Okay. Some places they're already storing off for the winter, but I'm going to go over some of the basics for storing your motorcycle. Okay. First of all, is fuel. Okay. The fuel nowadays with the ethanol added in it is absolutely fucking horrible for motorcycles. All right. That's why you got to put Supreme in your bike as much as possible. And I run some kind of fuel additive in once a month or once every other month. I'm not always religious with it, but I do add fuel additives to both of my bikes, okay, for because of this fuel reason. So one of the things you're going to be looking at is a fuel stabilizer storage additive for your bike, okay? I'm just going to go off the ones that I've personally used and I like. Like I said, I'm only going to recommend the stuff that I've used and like. One of those is stable, fuel stabilizer. It's going to be STA-BIL. They've been in the industry for years. I mean, you can find it generally. If you go to an auto parts store, you can find it. Um, if not, it's pretty cheap off of, you know, Revzilla or Amazon, you can find it. Um, but good stuff. Uh, next one's gonna be Bellray All-in-One Fuel Treatment. I've used that one. And last, I've used the Maxima. I've used a lot of Maxima products, guys. I'm like, cause I've used multiple different kinds of product and Maxima, I like the product. I like the quality of it and I've used it. And it's always, you know, stood the test of time. So they have a concentrated fuel stabilizer that is also good to use. That's what I'm more than likely gonna use. But at the same time, it's what I can get my hand on. So if it's better for me to get the Bell Ray, I've experienced, you know, I've dabbled with all of them. I'm gonna use that one, all right? Don't make the mistake that I've made. And I'll tell you that one in a little bit, but going on to fuel level, okay? Now, you're gonna wanna, if you're gonna st uh, store your bike for the winter time, Make sure that you're storing your bike with a full tank. And the reason being is vapors evaporate to the top of the tank, okay? Now, if you have a full tank, there's nowhere for those vapors to go because you're filling that space with liquid. So that doesn't give it an opportunity to sit and form condensation and possibly rust in your tank. So first things first, you're always gonna wanna fill up your tank before you store for the winter. And if you're an East Coast guy, get 93. If you're a West Coast, I understand the best you can get is 91 and then add that said fuel treatment in. Run the bike for about 10, 15 minutes, pretty much run it through a heat cycle. 
if you got a fan, let it, you know, let the fan kick on and off on cycle on your liquid cool bikes before you turn it off. If you're on a Harley, let it run for about 10, 15 minutes and then cut her loose. She'll probably be hot enough as it is right there. All right. That's it. Now you're ready for your next step, which we got to worry about your battery. Okay. Now you want to make sure that you have a battery tender lead. And if you guys have heard me talk about the battery tender in past podcasts, I'm going to tell you again, it's worth its fucking weight in gold. Go fucking get one. If you don't, you deserve to fucking pay $150 for a new fucking battery because you can get a battery tender with what happens is you have these little quick connect leads that hook up to your battery directly. So you don't have to lift the seat off every time. Route it to a nice area of the cord where maybe all you got to do is pull a panel off. It's tucked under your seat. You just pull it out and then you plug it in and go. Okay. Most of all the battery tender kits or Optimate tender kits that I've seen, they all come with the tender lead with for quick connect and disconnect, okay? And not only that, guys, if you're looking for a quick way to charge your phone or you a USB device, a lot of those features, you can just plug into the pigtail or a lot of those uh, harnesses, plug right into your quick disconnect pigtail for your battery and feed right off of it if you need to, only if you need to. So don't be lazy, YouTube it, ask me how to do it, whatever the fuck you need to, but put a battery tender lead, because if not, Guess what? You'll be paying anywhere from $100 to $150, maybe $200 for a new fucking battery come time to fucking start up, okay? Find a designated space for your motorcycle store, whether that's in the garage, somewhere. Have a designated space where you can access it easily, all right? And you have access to an outlet. You want it to be closer because you know what? You know why I say that? I've had customers that have used extension cords and not that they fry anything, but what happens is somebody kicks the cord and they forget and months go by and the next thing you know, the battery's dead still. And then they have no way of bringing it back because it's been dead for two, three months and now they're asked out. So that's why I say it's always best just to be close to an outlet, have a designated space for your motorcycle. If you can, if you have the ability to, get the bike off the ground if you know you're not gonna be moving it. So if you got a center stand, put it on a center stand. If you're a sport bike guy, got bike stands, put it on the bike stands. If you got some jacks for a Harley guy, put it up on a couple jacks on the lift or such. You want the bike off the ground so it doesn't get flat spots. Now, if you're planning on moving the bike religiously like I do, I don't bother with that. I do have stands that I leave my bikes on, but I move them around the shop or around the garage. Then don't worry about that. If you know you're going to be moving the bike once every two weeks or something like that, I wouldn't concern myself. Just make sure your tire pressures are good when you put it away. And make sure you have the ability and it's clear and it has access to start the bike at least once or twice in the cold season. I know some people out there, they don't start their shit, period. And that's okay. Me personally, for the sake of the longevity of the motor and the gaskets and depending on what kind of conditions you're in, like cold conditions, I at least, if the bike is going to be sitting, would like to run it at least once a month. Me, I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm OCD like that, so every two weeks I'd run through and do a heat cycle. All right? So... Guys, it can cost you a lot for not doing these things. And I'm going to go into why. I myself, I'm going to call myself out on my bullshit. I've been neglecting my 2011 electric glide for a while. Now, it went from, all right, my clutch is smoked, so blah, blah, blah. Didn't have a tender lead on it. You know, plumber leaky pipes. Go figure. Uh, battery went dead, so now I'm in it for a clutch and a battery. And then I got all the shit that I started fucking buying because I'm a hoarder. And uh, if, don't get me wrong, it's nice and neat and put away up in the rafters in my garage, but still I'm a fucking hoarder. And I now am in it deeper than I thought because the fuel went bad and, and I neglected it. And now it's going to cost me more than just a clutch and a battery. It's going to cost me quite a bit. So 
that's the reason why I'm saying, guys, it may seem like a lot because I got to spend $200 to do this preventativeness, but spending that $200 can save you thousands of dollars later. Okay, so don't be fucking lazy, at least at a minimum. Put the stabilizer in, hook the shit up, put it over there and forget it, at least at a minimum, because at least you got a better chance and you may just be a little bit of here and there tweaking and get everything running right versus you don't do anything to it and neglect it. Stop neglecting your motorcycle, guys. Your motorcycles, people. And then you get mad at the dealership when these guys come up with a fucking $2,000 bill. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. But I've seen it. Seen customers. Dude, I've had customers that had their shit stashed away for three years. Three years. And they didn't do shit. And then they got mad at me when I came up with them, to them with a fucking yo, $2,000 bill. Because guess what? Since it's been three years, gaskets are leaking, all sorts of bullshit. And then that's my fault. Take some responsibility and take care of the motorcycle. Or get rid of it. Or rent it. Or do whatever. Okay? But that is going to be my spiel for motorcycle stores. And that's the reason why I say it. Because I'm talking from personal experience. That's why I've been taking care of my street triple a little bit better than my Harley. And now I'm to the point where when I get back, uh, I got a few things lined up in the next few weeks coming up. And after that, then I'm finally, once we're in the wintertime, more likely here. <laughs> Then I'll have time to fuck with my Harley again. But I've been neglecting it. I know I've been neglecting it, but I miss it. You know, I miss having my Harley. So I miss my bike. I wonder if my motorcycle misses me as much as I miss it. That fucking meme with Kurt, uh, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for listening. I wanted to get this episode uh, done before, you know, I, I had to go do my thing. I'm going to be all sight. Like I said, still going to be a surprise for you guys. So keep in mind, please send me feedback. So if you got any ideas for episodes or anything like that, please send it my way. Also, I want to give a special shout out real quick. My boy Vinny D's nuts. You know, I still have you in my phone as Vinny D's nuts, <laughs> but I want to give a special shout out because he listened to my last episode uh, about if you see me stop for me and you know, you'll call your buddy, check up on him every now and then, you know, me and this guy, we've, I think we've grown closer over the past few months talking wise. Um, great guy, solid here. He's an ordinance guy, so he's all like, you ain't ordinance, you ain't shit. And I'm saying that because I'm an air winger guy and I can fucking talk that shit. So he knows what I'm talking about. All my wingers, you know what I'm talking about. Cool, cool cat. He definitely downplays himself a lot. Like he's like, ah, oh, nah, 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 nah. But dude, I was a, you know, he was aviation ordinance in the Navy, did his time. Just a really cool cat to be around. And we got talking on certain subjects and I gave him a shout out before because we were talking about putting on a, he did it himself. He did uh, shorty levers, which were nice on a CBR, and then also uh, a tail tidy kit, you know, the fender eliminator kit. Did that shit on his own. I was like, damn, dog, look at you. And it reminds me of when I first started working on bikes while I was going to MMI. The, the little victories, dude. The little victories and knowledge. So a special shout out to Vinny. But anybody else wanting to get a hold of me, okay? Well, if you know me, you know me. You could just fucking text me and call me, all right? Or send up the pigeons, whatever you want to do. Outside of that, you can get a hold of me on Instagram. I'm Tito CP702, T-I-T-O CP702. Uh, one of my goals was to start a Facebook page for the for the podcast, and I did that. So you do a Facebook search, you go Motorcycle Dad with Tito, or you can do the at sign Moto Dad Tito, all one word, no spacing. At sign Moto M-O-T-O Dad Tito. Okay. So go, please, please, please go like the page, send me feedback there. I'm going to put up a link for the 
for the Apple podcast, not to discriminate anybody. I'm just going to mainly post up the Apple and the Spotify because those are the two biggest hitters. If you're on any other platforms you're listening to me from, um, I do, I check on those now too. Thanks to my boy Josh for reminding me about that. I check on those as well. So please don't be afraid to leave me any feedback on those because I learned my fucking lesson. And you guys may have noticed I've changed the name. It's, it went from Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito to Motorcycle uh, or to Motorcycle Dad with Tito. Um, that was one of the things I was working with Apple to get figured out. We got it locked in. So I decided it was easier just to take the podcast out. I also, I got some new artwork up. I was working with a designer. He helped me out. Take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Okay. So you guys can get a hold of me in any of those. Oh, and last but not least, my email, cptito702 at gmail. I know I'm more likely to get you guys on Facebook and such, but you know, still, I throw that out there because any line of communication. And if you just got my number, then you just got my number. You can just holler at me. Okay. So either way, look, I hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy the Taco Tuesday. Unfortunately, tonight I won't be able to. But still, special shout out to Ghost and the Leathernet Club and Alan and Tony Nomi. Those guys over there are fucking awesome. They always take care of anybody coming in there, whether you're a motorcyclist or not. It's just a great place to go watch the Golden Knights games and uh, just to relax and be around some real people. So special shout out to those guys. Um, like I said, guys, if you guys have any, any ideas, give me a shout. All right. Much love and respect. See you when I see you. Peace.